0: All right, brother. All you? Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: There you go. Put, put them up. Yeah, there you go. So, Mr. James Irving, sir. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing, Alan?
0: I'm good. Yeah.
1: I'm good. You know, just trying to fit in a video. Just got off work.
0: Yeah, me too. Still
1: got my work mask on. Hey, look at me. Yeah, I like that. That's, yeah, a, I like a, yours. that's a good style. It's a good color. Yeah. The color looks good on you. Yeah. Unplanned. That was <laughs> unplanned. Um, yeah, well, good man. How, how is uh the music life? So, very interestingly enough, musician and a lawyer that's yeah. like my two favorite things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's uh, tell people lawyers people make fun of lawyers until they need one, right? You know. and then I guess they also make fun of bass players and guitar players until they, they need one too.
1: Well, they make fun of bass players until they're not there.
0: That's right, that's true. <laughs> Same to the low with end, to yeah, the low end, yeah, to the low
1: end. Which you also play. So mm-hmm. you play bass, play guitar. What else do you play? You got a mandolin here. I mean, what else you got going on?
0: If it's got strings, I like to. I like to be able to play around with it. But um, you know, it's it's all about focusing and getting together. You and I have played together recently yep. with jazz. So God, yep. that's a fun outfit.
1: It's it's really fun for me because I can just play one note and all those like Antron and yeah, I mean uh, C A two like everybody joe joe jacobson can just dance around it yeah you you know you, doing your solos i mean so i just get to sit back and everybody just makes me look really good because it looks like i know what i'm doing <laughs> you're holding it down man hey big time i try
0: it's uh <laughs> it's, it's 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 such a fun show I, that's the that's i think that's the last thing that i've done was with you,
1: you i played a gig this past saturday with um, the robert leonard band okay um It's like the second, or the, I think it's, no, the second time, third time that we played out since we did the warehouse thing, which was so cool. Where'd y'all
0: play?
1: Over in Lexington, a place called Bose's. Okay. Yeah, over by the airport.
0: Outside and all that fun stuff?
1: No, it was inside. Oh, yeah? But, you know, uh, there were masks. I think when we were on the stage, the stage isn't very big, Mm -hmm. but it's far enough removed that, like, if I know the band members don't have COVID or haven't had any symptoms mm-hmm. you can kind of go maskless and plus they've been re- actually for the reputation I feel like Lexington has gotten they've been good about social distancing yeah. and all that stuff so
0: well it's funny to, to hear that you're playing live although yeah. you know, it is what it is I, I miss it dearly I, I love the, the live streaming stuff and I love the way we, yeah I mean I thought that went really well do it, do it really tight you know
1: I thought that the warehouse you know Matt and Joe like they put up. Yeah, it
0: was genius
1: and the just the way that the way it looked. I mean, even before we did, I was watching some of the other ones, and it's like, man, this looks so good. Like the yeah. lighting, the just everything, the whole vibe. Yeah. So anything that anytime anyone's like, yeah, I don't know about the warehouse, I'm like go do it. Just go do it. See Yeah. If you go yeah. Do it. yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like they make you look good. They make you sound good. Like whenever we played live. Soundcheck went really well, mm-hmm. and we started playing, and the bass wasn't working. And Matt just like runs out and fixed it before
0: oh, the it song was seamless. Yeah, yeah. I was just and the I was like, fantastic. And
1: having done a lot of that sort of stuff myself, I'm like, you're good, Matt. Yeah, right. <laughs> I appreciate you what you're doing. You to move a muscle, right? Just let
0: him plug it in. Yes, it was so good.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so you haven't been playing a lot during the COVID?
0: It uh, I've been playing more at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the recording and the rehearsal projects have picked up for me. Oh, that's personally. awesome, yeah. Um, but I've been playing a lot more at home. i got my whole setup with the, you know, the the cans on them when I'm playing through a my practice rig or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got a loop station, which helps out a lot. Oh, awesome.
1: How do you like that?
0: I like it a lot for, for rehearsing, for coming mm-hmm. up with ideas. The loop is, I think it's... It's incomparable. It's the way to go. It's is, going to be... Is
1: that the boss loop station?
0: I've got the... I've had a couple. Uh, I used to have a boomerang that my friend Corey Takak gave me. Uh-huh. Or we we traded for it, but he... uh The boomerang is cool. It's a loop station that doesn't have a... You can't pre-program the loops. You have to do a real-time kind of a loop yes. scenario. Mm-hmm. The boss stuff, you will have that ability to pre-record, but, you know, once you figure out the... Limitations or functions of your loop station, and you can get into the loop. I, in my opinion, that's the best way to practice because you can you can fill in those gaps when you're playing with a band that you mm-hmm. you're, you're given. You know, you got a bass player, you got a drummer or whatnot. But with the loop, you're able to, to layer that, and it just I think it just propels whatever you're trying to do into hours versus an hour. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Or oh, probably also gives you a lot of time to work out some parts. Yeah, that's. Really cool. I had one years ago, and I have a Ditto Looper, but for whatever reason, the it has stopped, it's basically become what they call bricked. Yeah. It doesn't work. Right. And so I've been looking at the Boss ones mm-hmm. to get to, to look at those, and I like how they have the little light. Yeah. Like Wade Gettings. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, he's, he's, I've watched him do it. Uh, Chainsaw Sculptor. Yes. Great guitar player. Great singer. Yeah. And he does, he loops like everything that he does. Yeah. But I, I was watching him do it, and his his pedal had the little light, so you could time it. And all. I was like, "That's yeah. come a long way! Like that's really cool."
0: The first one I had was the, um the double pedal Boss one. I think it was the RC. Mm. It was like
1: red. Your Garnet, I
0: think. Yeah, and it was uh it was really cool. I did a lot of solo gigs with that, and uh, I actually played a wine cave in California for a wedding using that loop station. And somehow I was able to get a small party dancing. Hey. With just some... me and the loop. <laughs> that's awesome. And a lot of red wine. And it was California, so there was and it was, and it was
1: just you solo.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I learned can... some really cool songs for that. It was a good friend of mine, Frank Ellington. Um, but so the loop I think is a real important tool to have on your in your arsenal if you're gonna practice a lot and you should practice a lot. You can't practice it Yeah, you're as good as as much as you as you play. Right. You know, that's it. That's all there's to it. I agree. Like with the stuff we've done, you know, I try to sort of you know prepare at least go through some finger exercises to do some endurance. You know, so that yeah. I can at least hang in there mm-hmm. for an hour and a half or two hours without.
1: I think for me, there's like a medium, a happy medium somewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I practice too much, it's too busy
0: right sure if you're too comfortable
1: <laughs> you, you know what I mean and it's like on the bass end of stuff it's like especially if you're doing like jazz dog stuff it's like you need to be like not moving around that much yeah. but you need to be able to move around to play the parts that, mm-hmm. that Joe writes so it's like I don't want to get too
0: wait Joe writes parts
1: yeah <laughs> yep yeah. and he calls them out randomly and you just hope that yeah hope hope you can keep up That's, yeah Fun to keep up with. Yeah. But they're also good. It's like you don't, I don't know if anyone really ever notices, because I don't know, Joe's really good yeah about that, but I have to watch him. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. to watch him like a hawk.
0: Yeah, he'll change on you.
1: Yeah. So, but that's been a really good experience for me. Yeah. Like, like musically fun. just hanging out with all those guys. And fun
0: group of guys, man. And just incredible musicians. We're yeah. pretty lucky.
1: Yeah, very. <laughs>
0: um,
1: very lucky. It's. It's a fun band. I wish we got together more. Yeah. You know, like okay. every everyone's on the chat, and I'm like, so when are we gonna practice? And then you know, months will go by, and then Joe'll be like, when are we gonna practice? And another couple months will go, and <laughs> finally yeah. we all get together. But I'm, you know, the lineup has stayed consistent. So it's yeah. Been really cool. We
0: got Mike and John on the percussions and the drums mm-hmm. and Jackson, when he can make it. Yeah, he was he sick. He made it every time but once. He he was sick.
1: No. He was sick. Hopefully. I don't think it was COVID. No, he's,
0: he's he's on the mend.
1: He's on the mend, yeah. So, he was sick at that that show.
0: He needs to bring me some some produce from his garden.
1: Yeah, him and Antron.
0: Yeah, Antron needs to bring me some ghost peppers.
1: Well, he's got ghost pep- peppers, but today I saw something about his collards. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: just ghost pepper collards. <laughs> yeah, that's hot, fantastic, spi- man. spicy collards. Uh,
1: yeah. So, well, so the recordings picked up and the live. The,
0: um, What I would say is The gigs at the warehouse are obviously the only live gigs I've played in a while yeah. Some people are starting to play some Some venues But um
1: Yeah you know who's playing a lot It's a Clyde Frazier Yeah In the well, drive-in concert series
0: That's down in Arnsburg He does them all over Oh really? Yeah
1: I think like between the warehouse and what he's doing It's like if you wanted to look for the future As long yeah. as it's the COVID kind of era Yeah they're both killing it. Yeah, i like that's. Those are both examples of the way music or musicians I think should be headed. What's happening right now? Yeah,
0: I saw the um, Columbia Speedway. I think I want to say is announcing a, a concert, but um, that's cool. But yeah, there's also I think a lot of recordings happening, man. You know, we, I've been playing. You know, FaceTime is not the best jam. Yeah, I,
1: I haven't tried that. Have you tried that? I've
0: tried it. If you speaking of looping, if you go with a with an attitude of looping the jam, in other words, you're not going to change keys, you're not going to change, you're not even throwing a turnaround mm-hmm. or anything like that. You just do kind of a almost like a disco techno on the one jam. You can actually compensate for the latency that happens. Interesting. With the that particular you know outfit, and I've. I got a good buddy, Joel Bunn, in L.A., who, he's a bass player, and we played together for decades. And he and I have done it several times where we've really come up with some cool ideas to to compensate for that latency. you just got to keep going on the one. Mm -hmm. It's very restrictive. I mean, you you can't change. It would be like you're playing an A for an hour. But you and I have played many an A for many an hour. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, plus, you know, it's... It almost, for, the the whole, in my opinion, video, FaceTime, whatever, is forcing, forcing the, you know, camaraderie with people you, you know, don't live near, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. easy. So, it's fun.
1: That's cool. Now you think you're going to get a chance to go out there and, and do a session?
0: I've been out there with them. We played, um we played looking at the pacific ocean on one uh one gig and then within 20 days we were looking at the atlantic ocean me and joel we did a pretty cool stint there but but right. recently obviously this year no plans to go anywhere yeah um he may come this way i hope he does but i don't know i i, I uh i'd love to go out there as soon as possible we'll see what happens
1: maybe november 3rd people say it's going to be over oh really yeah oh jeez <laughs> i hope so I would, lo- I would love nothing more to wake up right. on the the fourth, be like, "Yep, COVID's all over here." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's how it's gonna go down, just,
0: but just be nice to people. Yeah, you know? shit.
1: Yeah.
0: It's... I mean, shiitake mushrooms. Speaking of mushrooms,
1: <laughs> got a story?
0: Chanterelle season is over. No. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think this would be the right podcast for my mushroom story. I don't
1: know, man. I don't know. <laughs> we, can, we can dive into that. Yeah. How? um... But you. What are all the bands that you played with here?
0: In Columbia, the, uh, the music scene has kind of fluctuated, especially with the coming and going of so many different venues. Mm-hmm. Um, I played with, I'm trying to think, what the first real Columbia band I played with would have been probably Analog Moon, with Todd Britton in them back in 05, 06, and then the Dead Pedals with me and Steven. Steven now plays with the 8-Track um, Parade, Mm -hmm. and then Space Force and you guys, and then now working on my my latest project is with um, Jay Crosby, and we're trying to do some some work where we're hoping to record with Chris Winter at Seaboard Recording.
1: Now where is that located? He's
0: over there uh, off off State Street. Okay. um, Right behind New Brooklyn Mm -hmm. Tavern. Mm-hmm and a great studio man really fun place to go and hang out and record sounds awesome forward to that yeah it sounds cool he and Jay are two of my good buddies so we have a good time whenever we hang out that's cool so maybe we'll try and be productive with it
1: and so and that you said that started
0: me and Jay started writing some songs last well this year really but we've been playing together Jay and I have played in at least eight bands together wow eight in Colombia could be exaggerating, but yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot. In Columbia, yeah.
1: How did you get into guitar?
0: Um, my older sister brought home a guitar and she in the early nineties probably went to sixty Grateful Dead shows and brought home a guitar with a steal your face on the top of it and I picked it up as a pimple faced teenager and mm-hmm. next thing you know, playing as much as I can, you know
1: that's cool so who were Grateful Dead was that an early influence of
0: course without a doubt Grateful Dead the widespread Panic saw a lot of them live early on and Fish of course um but a lot of my friends were playing you know that was a big influence Mm -hmm. you know your friends were playing you get together and you you know you 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 hang out and you have fun you get to you know forget about time and play a lot of music yep steal your grandma's liquor from her liquor cabinet (laughs) um you know sneaking candle cigarettes from your older brother and playing guitar you know that was a bit that was it that's 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 the real secret there you know yeah and listening to a lot of rock and roll you know
1: who were you listening to when you started
0: i really liked um i mean undoubtedly the meters and funkadelic with some Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm-hmm. Dwayne Allman, and Allman Brother, Dickie Betts, every, everybody—all the guitar heroes—over uh, and over again. But again, it was watching my friends learn that stuff and be able to do it made me want to do it more and play with them. So I, I, it just—it was a real—I can name all my buddies as big of an influence as those guys. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah, that's very actually very similar. So. Paul
0: Quattamon would probably be the biggest influence on our whole crew. Because he was probably the first to really figure it out, in my opinion, how to, how to play guitar really really tastefully and really well. And he plays in Charleston now. He still plays a lot. Um, but I love seeing him play and getting to play with him anytime we can get.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Now, how did you end up playing bass?
0: Um, how did I end up playing bass? Man, um, the <laughs> there were too many guitar players. Too many guitar players? <laughs> And somehow I, 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 How split, I, ended up. I stumbled <laughs> up upon a, a bass rig. Yeah. And I was I was like, if you, had, I'll tell this to anybody that wants to play. If you own the gear, and you're a bass player or a drummer, you will get the gig. You will get offered gig after. You know the deal, man. Mm-hmm. As a bass player, people call you up because you got one, you got the rig, two, you can play. Mm-hmm. So you know, once that happened, it was it was you know, phone call here and there and hanging out. No but it was it wasn't a wasn't too hard of a because 'cause I'd been swapping on and off bass with my old buddy Joel and the old band we were in, so we kind of we were both guitar players and we said we decided that we'd swap bass duties okay and then um so I had had that experience as well so i I wasn't unfamiliar with the bass right when it came to trying to hold it down anyway yeah. i do see. i think it's also an invaluable you know technique lesson to play bass behind guitars because yeah. then you see you learn, how important it is. Yeah, you, know? you learn
1: the job. Yeah, but it's a job. The, it is a job. The bass player's job. You've got to kind of hold back just enough mm-hmm. so you're not out playing but you got to play just enough so it's interesting and the guitar players have something to do.
0: you got to wait till everybody <laughs> stops playing and looks at you and gives you the nod like okay, now it's your turn.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting when that happens because it's like the inner struggle of, do I try and solo and the whole song just kind of grind, grinds Life. through a halt because yeah. there's no more changes? Sure. Or, you know, it's like, or do I keep it going and try to throw licks in there or just just, just groove through it? And that's the solo. That's, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And also, you, you know, you got to understand whether or not you're going to kick a boost to, to make it your, your part, you mm-hmm. know? Or is that tongue going to be too thin and you're going to be, you know... Because it's got to sound good. I don't care how good you are, if it doesn't sound good, you would be yeah. ripping and it's just not going to translate. Right. Enough, which is something I will say is, is the eternal struggle in playing music, in my opinion, over and over again.
1: Getting the tone?
0: Getting the tone right, getting the volume right, getting your levels right when you're playing with a group to just understand how that translates, whether it's a recording, whether it's a live performance, you just got to understand the sound guy's got to be in sync with the band and the band's really got to understand the yep. stage volume and that's that's beyond the core
1: talent. You, know? you know, and I think being a guitar player probably be to me looking in a, as you know from the outside. If you want, like you know, if you're using like a tube amp, it's got to be a certain volume to get the tone that you yeah, want. Yeah, and loud. so, yeah, and so balancing all that with everything else. I mean, the sound guy is super important. It,
0: it's <laughs> you know you've probably played hundreds, if not thousands of gigs
1: not hmm. well, about maybe No, well, i mean maybe. i did the
0: math going from 93 to now it's been a lot and and so many occasions you just you just show up and hope it all goes well and yeah. if it doesn't yeah. you know you, you you know so at what point do you become the bassist or the guitar player or the the you know you're, you're starting to put your foot down to the way it sounds you
1: know yeah i did it a lot of years running sound in newberry at the opera House. that's right and so most of I mean from 2004 to 2010 that was like pretty much what I did. There wasn't a lot of me actually playing there was a lot of me running sound and working with bands and getting that right. but I remember just thinking I was like, no matter what goes wrong today, what a fire, how big it is or whatever at seven thirty the house opens Yep. so there's got to be something at eight o'clock. You know, the, the stage, the stage manager's sending the band out. So something has to happen.
0: Wow. <laughs> I, that's, that's a tremendous geek. That's a wonderful room, man. That's yeah. A, gosh. I, do, you, do you make it up there at all? Have you been up there in a
1: while? Um, I have. It's actually been a few years since yeah. I've been up there. Yeah. My grandfather was uh, volunteering as an usher. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. And then COVID happened. Oh, wow. And so it's like. You know right now i think they're very heavily involved with like the save our stages mm-hmm. and so you know hopefully i mean yeah. i think they're back open but it's like very limited
0: you were you were up there with tommy emmanuel weren't you
1: yes twice
0: twice twice
1: how's he man he's cool yeah yeah i mean <laughs> I he it's it's really interesting when you you meet and work with the people that are like about you know what i mean they have like this Reputation that precedes them through like time and miles. It's like, yeah you know, you listen to so much Tommy, man. You find out about him, and then he comes there, and he's just like the most regular <laughs> person who happens to be amazing at guitar. But, yeah. you know, it was it was very cool. He signed. I actually took one of my bases up there, and he signed the back of it. Oh wow!
0: Yeah. So yeah, it was. I got a uh, Bootsy Collins to sign a bass at the library. Do you remember when he came to the library? No. Bootsy Collins came to the Richmond County Library and I had him sign my base and it was um I wish I had it here, but he signed the front and the back of the you know, high gloss finished paint and I was like with like a paint pen or something. And I was like, Well that's I use this base. This isn't a wall hanger. I'm like, that's gonna come right oh, off. Yeah. So I had him sign the back of the neck. It was an unfinished Warmoth neck that I put on there, mm-hmm. and uh, the, all the other stuff is gone. But that's, there's a little star left where he signed. it.
1: Yeah, one when, when I was a teenager, Victor Wooten came through. Oh yeah, and he signed him and his brothers and J.D. Blair. Like they all signed my first bass, and after that I never touched it because it was like with Sharpie. Like if I sweat on it at all, it's yeah. gonna be
0: it's a wall hanger. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's
1: what it has been been ever since. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know Bootsy came to the library. What year was that? That
0: was like three or four years ago. Hmm. He told it was it was awesome. He he, he like, told some he, great stories. And was like, it like
1: storytellers or was yeah. he playing at all? No, he didn't
0: play. It was just, it was an interview.
1: I oh, mean, that's so cool. It's
0: kind of like this. It's like I'm Bootsy Collins and you're the dude. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'll be the dude and you could be James, yeah, right?
0: I am pour another cup of coffee real quick. Yeah,
1: man, go for it. Get yourself some coffee. So now we're just, we're just holding these things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, break's over, good. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) You got your coffee? You get it? Yeah. Got the coffee.
0: That was the 1950's Mike with the, uh, that mandolin, by the way. Tell you about it.
1: Yeah, just show it to everybody.
0: This is uh, old mandolin. It used to be a, um, I want to say it's a 1927 Gibson. Snakehead, okay, and I, uh, I put it in a campfire Burned it By accident,
1: okay, I was gonna say uh, on but, purpose. Uh,
0: but the patina came off, but it didn't mess up the neck or anything So I, I took uh, some paint to it, and uh, then my kids did the rest It was Lake James North Carolina in 2011
1: was when that is so how I mean I can see it's got some burn here how long what how long did you before you noticed it was in the fire it
0: was kind of like a um it was just a quick sear maybe okay. Like you know how you would sear a steak mm-hmm. philadelphia style mm-hmm. no I'm sorry pittsburgh style you just gotta... not
1: not all of philadelphia just
0: pittsburgh <laughs> <laughs> just northern philly <laughs> oh let me grab a slide oh yeah so Get now it. this is this thing's only good for slide mandolin
1: Slide man, are you gonna use a bullet? Oh no, I thought you were gonna use a bullet. That's the coolest thing I've ever slide. seen. Well, I have a bullet up there. I that's know that's
0: Maybe a 12 gauge. And a... But this is a bottleneck slide made by Brenton Sagger Mr. B, aka. Best slides on the plant. Woo, sounds good, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the temperature just rose in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mr. B's bottleneck slides, find you some.
1: Where would you find that around here? I don't know. I stopped making
0: like five, six years ago. Oh, really? Call me. <laughs>
1: How many you got?
0: I've got three here. I, got, I can find some more.
1: You're like, don't ask me to divulge my amount of She's slides secret. Just we'll see what you need. <laughs> I
0: got what you want and need, man. Well, side, yeah. it's, a, it's all about finger size and comfort and what kind of gear you have, play with. There you go. Cheers! It's good to see ya. Thanks yeah, man. for coming by, man. Yeah, man. This is fun.
1: If you don't know, most people probably won't. We're in his law practice.
0: Oh, this is my law office, yeah. Yeah, this is where the this is after yeah. hours. The yeah. Wait, I had to I had to use the flag to drape some fl- files because of attorney-client privilege. Yep. We don't want to divulge any names. Although I've represented all of you guys, and you know it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's always good to have a guitar-playing attorney friend. That's for sure.
0: It's pretty funny. They yeah. I mean call it late at night. And they'll just they'll answer. I'll answer the phone and they'll say, "Thank God you answered. I need <laughs> I need <laughs> you to talk to somebody." Yeah, what do you want? And they'll hand the phone <laughs> over and uh and then, and someone'll say, "Hey, this is Officer uh, So and <laughs> So." Anyway. Yeah. Don't you talk. Know my cell number. Yeah,
1: don't talk to Officer So and So. Just comply <laughs> <laughs> the best you can Yeah, and wait wait for backup
0: and don't eat your weed it's destruction of evidence and that's
1: not good <laughs> all right so do they sure. know do they know if you've eaten I your mean, weed you've
0: got like wheat crumbs on your mouth <laughs> after gobbling a <laughs> bag can, of grass i can
1: imagine the cop just like rolling his eyes too Dude, like oh. yeah it's,
0: uh, <laughs> it's funny it makes for good comedy but it is additional charges on your sheet.
1: I bet, I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> now how, oh, do, man. how do you how do you get him out of that? Well, it's like we, he had weed crumbs, Your Honor. Like the
0: the, the <laughs> you know, there there's the facts and then there's the disposition. So somewhere in the middle will be. It's all about mitigation. Did we talk about this earlier? Mitigation, mitigation is key.
1: Okay. No, we. We may have talked about it earlier, earlier. Do but
0: right, be a model citizen. Try your best yep. to uh, stay just, between the lines. Just and, uh, don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Don't act like you're in trouble. Or just stop talking and call me.
1: There you go. You know That's probably the... Even, uh, you know, between the law and the gigs, just stop talking and call you. That's right. <laughs> bass player, guitar player. Yeah,
0: bass, guitar, some vocals.
1: Do you do drums?
0: I, I can play drums yeah 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 but every time I get on the drums everybody speaking a role in their eyes they all look, like oh geez here comes the here comes the one beat urban knows. yeah <laughs>
1: it's like don't you play enough I'm, things I'm
0: really good at that one beat though it's uh I'm good at guitar basketball and and uh that, that one beat, beat I know one, on one.
1: Drums. there you go it's no enough be- do you
0: play basketball
1: I don't horse maybe one. Yeah, a little, a little bit of 21 <laughs> I don't even know if I play 21 it's really just horse or pig with my kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have a basketball goal at your house?
1: We did, um, but we have sold it within the last year. How old are your kids? Thirteen and twelve.
0: Okay, so you got teenage. I got little guys. We're not quite at a legitimate they, basketball age yet. When they
1: were younger, they were way more interested, and then it just became like, if it's not TikTok,
0: I don't care. I don't even get it. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means.
1: Uh, lucky you lucky you know what minecraft means No. Oh, now we're
0: still we're still able to really you know dictate our children
1: good freedom. enjoy it as long as you can
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not quite at the age of uh of where their opinion makes a difference
1: well I don't know if mine are there but they're they certainly think, they certainly so. think so yeah where it's just you know it's like I understand I understand you still can't do that.
0: Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. God,
1: Speaking of, I feel like a mediator a lot of times too between them. It's
0: oh, yeah. Just, just like. It's a boy and a girl? Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: And it's just, I don't know. They're both good, but they both, it's just like, it's, there's just this moments You're just like, everybody calm down.
0: See, I've got yeah. two boys, and I think that they're <laughs> less inclined to Undermine each other because it's not male and female.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, we yeah. don't need to talk about that. Yeah,
0: we need to talk about that. let's <laughs> get back to the music, man. Let's yeah, get back to the music. Yeah. So, are you a vinyl fan?
1: I am trying to get into that. Do you have a record player. I do. Nice, I do. But right now, I only own two records. Well, shit, So I got to, I got to get out there and get more records.
0: They're like a dollar a piece these days.
1: Well, I got a Red Hot Chili Peppers record. For well, that's a good start. By the way. Hell yeah. And then... Uh, Which one? By the Way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Which one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> by the Way. By the Way.
1: And then I got uh, a Bela Fleck uh, well, record. Oh shit. Those are
0: two high-caliber vinyl selections. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's him and... It's, it's Bela Fleck and his wife, Abigail Washburn. Oh, yeah. And That's so it's, a great record. Yeah. So... That's that's what I've got so far, and I keep meaning to go get more records and...
0: Go see Woody Jones at Papa Jazz Records. He will hook you up. There you go. Woody Jones at Papa Jazz Records will hook you up. And, that, and the rest of the guys there, everybody at Papa Jazz is awesome, but it's not only the record store in town. It's, it rivals any record store anywhere. I mean, the way they handle the stuff, I, it's... Uh, I got a bunch of records from Woody, and uh, and he also knows his stuff. So, okay, I recommend it because you're you're into jazz, you're into rock, yeah. you're into whatever.
1: I am you know. into whatever. <laughs> Down for whatever. <laughs> what a, are you into, Alan? Whatever. <laughs> Easy to please. You're like, here <laughs> you go. Here
0: you go. <laughs> the uh, but the the cool thing about vinyl, in my opinion, is not just because I'm old and I'm I'm digging it, but when you listen to a full side of a record, you hear way more than just a hit on that side. You hear everything they were doing at that time. Yeah. I mean, you read the liner notes, you see the players. I mean, it's just, it takes you back to that moment in time versus one little sound bite. I,
1: ha- I have noticed that the digital versus specifically records, um, if it's like a download or a stream, it's like, yeah, you just listen to the one track and, yeah. and then it's. You don't, I don't really listen I don't really listen to the whole thing like that. But when it's the record, yeah, you put it on. You listen from the whole you know, start of the side to the end and you flip it over and yeah and go again. So yeah, I have noticed the difference in listening. Um, it's a lot more intentional, I guess, would be the word.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're not gonna run over there and cue up the vinyl. You're just gonna let the side play. It. So you're gonna hear yeah. the other tracks that you would never listen to otherwise, in my opinion. You would never do that online because online is by design yeah. makes you jump around, mm-hmm. makes you change your focus. You turn off your phone, throw on a vinyl, start reading a book or a magazine or something, and next thing you know, you just heard three songs you never would have heard of ever. And there's some of your favorite players, bass, guitar, drums, mm-hmm. whatever. I just think it's a, it's a great way, thing to get into, but it is also you know it's an old school thing who knows how it's going to translate to the next generation
1: um i don't i don't have any answers for that i don't know i'm trying to have it in the house be like look you yeah, know yeah and it, it's it's funny my my daughter will go and put on the chili peppers record oh nice well, you she, only have two she, i only have two <laughs> but she like i mean she likes she she likes to listen to it you know what i mean the whole way through yeah. it's, it's not right. it's not like a that's a
0: great record yeah. We saw them cool. here. Me and my wife Ashley went to see the Chili Peppers here at Colonial Center. Yep.
1: I think they've been here twice.
0: It was it was great. We yeah. had good tickets, too, man.
1: Yeah, I've seen them once over there. They,
0: uh, st- I, I'll never forget, they started the song. Kiedis looks at the dip and flea, and they stopped the song and restarted it. You know, and yeah. And nobody, nobody gave a damn, but it was funny to see that happen. Yeah. You know, somebody at that caliber touring and playing they did that just like you and me would do yeah like a, oh know, yeah the bar and a beer yeah joint you know what i mean which yeah. by the way i cannot wait to start playing again with you, man it's gonna be fun
1: i'm i'm excited joe
0: yeah i found some uh <laughs> recordings that we did some of the earlier okay. practices and yeah. we 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 did a lot of different stuff you know we took that six eight months a year off i mean it went by so fast yeah we had a lot of groundwork covered
1: yeah and when we came back it was it didn't it didn't take too much to get back into it was
0: pretty quick but that was one day yeah I think that we had a week or two you know yeah. and and i and i all respect to every protocol you can make i I don't wish anyone any illness but man i do like playing with those cats yep
1: it's it's fun. It's, it's really good it's really yeah it's really yeah. cool
0: i feel like i have monopolized the interview here man what 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 did you kind of no
1: this, this is your interview oh shit So yeah, monopolize away. I could
0: interview you, man.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mix it, mix it up. That's right. And if anybody makes it to this point, they'll be like, "Oh yeah," at the end they. No.
0: (laughs) Do you play? uh, I will interview you. So the gear, you play a five string or four string primarily.
1: Um, it's a mood. Sometimes, yeah. You have both. I have both. I have actually four, five, and six.
0: Yeah, six-string. What's yeah. the six-string? What kind it's of a base? carbon. Carbon, yeah. Yeah, LB-76. Yeah. 98,
1: 99, I got it. Okay. So.
0: And what's the base rig you're
1: playing through? I just use, at uh, so at the warehouse, I use Joe's, or I think I use yours. Yeah, it was your rig. That
0: was a trick question. Yeah. He uses my base rig. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which sounded great, you know. That's I, a cool rig. Yeah. I, I tried got
0: that to... rig from so that's a, that's a fantastic rig. That's the SVT Pro mm-hmm old school rig
1: and I, I try not to be too picky you know because having done the sound guy side of everything i know in the end what's going to happen right <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know it's you know yeah it's like you can be like oh i need this tone i need this and i need that and, and by the time the sound comes out through the house it's like not
0: the same yeah. thing yeah not
1: at all so it's you know i i kind of lost my pickiness over the years yeah. um but my, what I have at home and what I take, you know, like I was playing with Robert Leonard, like what I was using with that is just a TC Electronics BG250 oh, combo right. amp. Yeah,
0: I've never seen that. It's under
1: like 30, or under 40 pounds. Yeah. And so that's... it's so light. and.
0: Man, when I played bass <laughs> back in the 90s and the early 2000s, you know, we would roll into the gig with a, I had a 15-inch combo and an 18-inch combo. Combo, but 18 inch was a Yamaha. I think that's right. Yep. And it was on wheels, you know, it was mm. just one big speaker basically that, that you roll in. Was it heavy? Heavy. I mean, it was it was, it was, it was as heavy as this desk, heavy as a refrigerator, man. Yeah. So moving a piece of a, appliance or something.
1: My first bass rig we got from McFadden Music in Orangeburg, and I was like 14 or 15. It was 215s, a Fender. Uh, one of those tweed baseman 100s. yes so it was like two fifteens and then the all tube head that was like a mm-hmm. hundred pounds at least and um and when I was younger that was really cool yeah <laughs> a big rig yeah uh but you know you get into your thirties and you're like I don't want to carry this around anymore no god no <laughs> especially, I, uh... especially when you know that it's it's not the tone is going to be whatever the sound guy says it's going to be in the end
0: that Yamaha rig that I had Mm -hmm. I lived next door to a bass player named David Cobb. he's an incredible bass player does a lot of world music and stuff but uh, we we were moving out and I was in such a hurry to get out of there that I realized I didn't want the, the Base amp anymore, and mm. for some reason it wasn't working properly. So I literally rolled it into his carport and left it at my <laughs> bass player friend's house. And I, I, I know he did something with it. I need yeah. to follow up with him and see. What yeah, he see what, see what's going on. But I got it from Chow Lester, out of a uh, out of Myrtle Beach. He's another bass player. Who, if he sees this, that's what happened to the Yamaha. David Cobb has it. We'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, I want to back up. So th- this the friend that you left the bass amp at his house. He's, where do you do world, I love world music, like where do you do that here?
0: He, they moved to Florida. His wife, when they lived next to us, we, me and Ashley lived together. We had two dogs. They had two little kids and his wife was in the legal business and he was in the music business. Um, Cool folks, man. We really had a good time living next to him. but um, he was was prolific in, Played a lot, man. So, so your question is like, what is the world music market? I don't, I don't no. know more than the other than you know. You've got a lot of academic gigs and, and other kinds of. Uh, certainly, Columbia could use more of it. Let's just put it that way. I know that's. They they live in Florida, I think. Okay. Let me catch up with him. Figure out what happened to that bass amp. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. musician though, man. the stuff those guys do is just just uh, otherworldly. I guess that's why they call mm-hmm. it that, right?
1: Yeah, I would really love to know because I would really like to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be...
0: Yeah, get a new gig. <laughs> that, that
1: would be awesome. I mean, because around here, it's like a lot of rock, a lot of jazz, a lot of country.
0: Well, it's, it's so, changing because yeah. the venue situation is changing. I mean, it, all this online stuff is... Mm-hmm. the a new world, you
1: know? It's, yeah, it's definitely... We were talking about this in a, in a different context earlier, how overnight, like even in law stuff, it was like, it was one way, and then the next day it was another.
0: Yeah, overnight. Yeah. Overnight.
1: And I feel like it's kind of very similar to where it was like, everyone's gigging, mm-hmm. and then
0: like... without question, just uh, different. You know, we did the live stream, which, in my opinion, the way Joe does it and the way we did it was really seamless. And mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, there wasn't a lot of dead air. We kind of went... went also, yeah. But when you first saw people doing it, you would see people playing very good performances, but not taking into consideration that between songs you're going to get crickets because there's, there's literally not, no one uh, there. Yeah. And and so to understand that little downtime and then implement you know editing and maybe some other stuff. I know. Mean, I, I thought what we did went really well. I can't wait to do it again. But it's also you know, everybody can do it. It's just, it's possible for a lot of people to play. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the group thing is, you know, it's it's different. You got to know the right, you still got to know the right people to get
1: together, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, uh, which is interesting because you used to network by going out, yep. seeing shows and meeting people. I mean, I met Joe J through Chris Compton. Yes. You know, I play I with... I love his stuff, man. Yeah. And, what a cool
0: guy. What a great crew.
1: When he did the Furtherville release, like I uh, played and then Joe saw me there and was like, Hey, you Yeah. Come come talk to me. You
0: can play bass, you yeah. on a rig. Yeah. You Pretty meet toolbar. you you meet the requirements.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. you know. Well. And so, um you know, and now I think it's um you know, you do it online, it's like well, how do you network? Like I like your video.
0: Right. <laughs> It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. I, it's it's. Uh, I hate to be a luddite or an old guy, but it's it's. Yeah, it takes focus that we weren't raised with, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas young kids are just learning it like that, but.
1: And they're doing so well. I mean, like, you know, all these young kids, like you see on YouTube, and it's like one million followers, million. and and you're like,
0: that can't be right. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like that can't be right. How? Yeah. <laughs> you that's know, a, that's a small country. <laughs> what the hell?
1: Yeah, I don't know what, you know, I'm very new, and this is like the fourth video that I've done, so I don't really know how that works yet.
0: Right? Yeah, we're going to have to do a lot of editing. <laughs>
1: nah, I don't do oh, it man, right. man,
0: let it ride. You
1: know, I, I like that, man. I, Dude,
0: like, I, like, I like for us to be sitting here and like the building to be crashing down around us. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Well,
1: I mean, society's kind of doing that. It is. <laughs> Outside You're just of here. Figuratively <laughs>
0: talking about the destruction <laughs> of the walls. <laughs> yeah the mushrooms just kicked in man I'm just yeah saying.
1: <laughs> yeah the uh you know not that uh there's any reason for society to be crumbling right now no no
0: <laughs> society has been crumbling since the day we was born oh
1: that's deep you know what i mean
0: that's deep it's just like we're all on the same journey my friend
1: to, to oblivion yeah
0: to oblivion <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs>
1: like people are like oh this is getting dark
0: yeah <laughs> oh you just wait yeah you didn't yeah. see anything
1: off. yet <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i mean maybe not to yeah maybe not to you guys
0: see, see right there you cut it right to the end of the joke and then you go on to the next phrase
1: <laughs> now they got to see the process
0: yeah they do that. ride yeah.
1: the <laughs> ride the wave of conversation
0: yeah the elixir <laughs> of conversation Elixir. Much, I need some more coffee. Yeah, the elixir part. I might need some
1: more coffee. <laughs> the elixir part is how you know.
0: Oh. <laughs> um, so it it seems like we are going to get the band back together sooner than later. I don't know. It, it sounds like.
1: Well, hopefully these guys watch this video and they're like, "Man, they really want to get the band back together." <laughs> That's right. Let's 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 be benevolent and get the band <laughs> back <laughs> together right. for them.
0: Please, please. <laughs> It's been a rough week, man. I need to jam. Yeah. And try. Say 2. Yes. Mike. John. Please. Jackson. <laughs> Everybody. And Joe, you can come too.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess. <laughs>
1: uh, well, man. I think we've kind of crushed it.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, what uh, time is it?
0: it is, uh, it's 8 o'clock on the nose. Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was good.
0: Wow, that was an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean.
0: We have to do this more often we should yeah we should thanks for having me man yeah man anytime what, what, what's the plug how did people find us
1: um you know that's a really good question <laughs>
0: oh, man <laughs> that was a softball dude <sighs> i just like threw that one up to you i'm like <laughs> i'm like we're playing
1: we're playing ball we're playing ball <laughs> yeah come on um i mean i've been like putting links on facebook it's on my youtube gotcha. my youtube channel what's
0: the handle what are we calling this
1: uh, the oak table conversation oak table conversation conversations. Yeah. i'm pretty sure
0: this is mahogany cuz i'm a lawyer
1: well okay. that's uh it's but, uh, a, it's a, a joke there's a throwback to the first episode where i had this table that i made with my grandfather at my oh, house oh wow okay i didn't mean to and step it, on that no 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 and it was like uh, the very first interview i did with was, was with dustin welch Oh. He was like, "What is this?" and I was like, "I have no idea." And he was like, <laughs> "It's just oak." And I was like, "You know, we're going to run with that." Run with it. It's probably pine. I don't know. But
0: well, this is mahogany. So this is this enough. is swanky.
1: This is like an attorney desk here.
0: Well, it's a, it's a it's, it is a lawyer's
1: desk. Yeah, I mean literally. Call
0: eight zero three seven zero
1: eight eight four seven one. 8471. Yeah. Especially legal leads late at night. Late he, he, law. he doesn't mind late at night yeah, and call, call him me. Anytime. Eight, uh, <laughs> All right man, well I think that wraps it up. Good work man. Yeah, man. That was fun. That was cool.
0: Are we gonna do like another tech right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is when you get over here and it's like,
0: oh it wasn't recording.
1: <laughs> no